0: I'm hyperventilating a little bit. If I fall over, pick me up, because I've got some things to say.
1: Oh, tell me about it, lady. So do I. So do I. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. I got the feeling something right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs.
2: Jukebox to the right here I am stuck in the middle with you Yep Yes I'm stuck
1: in From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles This is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest in China Lake, California. Up in Oregon on KYAQ on the Central Coast, and Queso in Cottage Grove, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, and Maui, Hawaii on KAKU. Columbus, Ohio's WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP, Grand Rapids, Michigan's WPRR, in New Orleans on 102.3 WHIV, in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ, in Concord, New Hampshire on WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas, KPSQ, Seattle, Washington's KODX, Red Bluff and Redding, California's KFOI, Round Mountain, California's KKRN, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM 950. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day on the internets, on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR, Revolution 99, Workforce Rising, and Detour Talk. And other fine affiliates, both terrestrial and internet. Five days a week, Blanketing Planet Earth. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me from bradblog.com. Great to have you here. Uh, well, we, we couldn't get a newly minted Oscar award-winning Best Supporting Actress Allison Janney ...of I, and CBS's uh, sitcom Mom on the show today, but I say we have the next best thing coming up, Desi Doyen, if she gets here in time, right?
2: Oh, she'll get here. Will
1: she get here? Yes, she will get here. All right, we're going to have an in-studio guest here for the entire hour. I won't give it away just yet, uh, but uh, very quickly, huge thanks to those of you who donated uh, to support KPFK, our flagship station here in Los Angeles, where we are live today. Uh, We've been on a fun drive for the last few weeks, so my thanks to those of you who supported us here at this station during that drive. You are what keeps truly independent, non-corporate media on the airwaves, on your public airwaves, and... um, with the, it's not easy to find, frankly, around this country anymore. So uh, and especially here in Los Angeles, the largest, uh, I want to say largest voting jurisdiction in the nation, but largest media jurisdiction in the nation. It's actually both. It's the
2: largest voting jurisdiction and the largest media market in the nation.
1: And therefore, the only, uh, incredibly, the only place where you're going to hear real, independent, non-corporate, progressive talk is right here on KPFK. So thank you to those of you who help us uh, stay on the air here in Los Angeles. Your support Allows KPFK to provide programs to independent, nonprofit, and community stations across the country. Shows like ours, shows like the broadcast. So thank you very much uh, for that. And where am I here? Uh, okay, well, before I, uh, and we're going to, oh, because we've been on uh, Drive for the last few weeks, we have not been able to throw open the phone lines which I have been dying to do. There's been so much going on, so we're going to try to do that today as well. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK if you want to uh, if you want to get in line. We're going to talk some uh, some Oscar politics, believe it or not. Yes, we are. And some electoral politics with the first midterm primary elections of the crucial 2018 season. Now, officially upon us, folks are headed to the polls in Texas on Tuesday. They've been voting uh, like crazy, actually, for the past uh, what week and a half or so in early voting in Texas. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some election integrity work that my guest, should she arrive, has been working on. Um, so we're going to talk about all of that Try to take some of your calls and more But let me get to some Oh, and Desi Doyen That voice you heard was yes. Desi Doyen Hi, Des Hi. Desiree is here I am here You showed up in time But yes. my guest, boy, is she in trouble when she gets here <laughs> I'm just saying um, uh, In any event, I wanted to get to some, uh, some good news And Des, just bring her right on in when she comes okay. And tell her she's free to interrupt me in any way, shape, or form Okay, all she right. will, actually I know she will I like that about her. All right. Uh, let me get to some uh, because some quick news here, because it may be the only good news that we've got uh, to get to today. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un hosted a dinner for a high-ranking South Korean delegation in Pyongyang on Monday, according to a South Korean government official. It's believed to be the first time. That uh, North Korea's leader has spoken face to face with officials from the South since he took power in 2011. Among those that uh, Kim uh, were said to have met were uh, South Korea's national security chief and the country's intelligence chief. Their trip to the North is part of the South Korean president Moon Jae-in's attempt to broker a diplomatic, a diplomatic solution to North Korea's nuclear weapons program in the wake of the thaw that has been brought about by North Korea's attendance at the PyeongChang Winter Olympics last month. It's a dramatic departure, and I would argue a very good one from what we saw in 2017 when a string of North Korean weapons tests and hostile rhetoric from Donald Trump Uh, And Kim uh, Kim Jong Un heightened tensions on the Korean Peninsula. Yes. Like, for example, when the president of the United States promised fire and fury like the world has never seen to rain that down on North Korea, a a sovereign nation, and then to threaten to uh, completely destroy North Korea. From the podium at the UN General Assembly. Yes, that's what the president of the United States did. Imagine if any other country had done any of that to us. I- imagine the way our, our uh, military uh, w- would be uh, s- you know, snapping into, uh, into order to st- begin threatening such a country. The U.S. has said it would be willing to meet with North Korea, but has always insisted that Pyongyang abandon its nuclear weapons program as part of any talks. In a speech on Saturday at the Gridiron Club on Saturday night, which is... uh, Uh, What is it? It's sort of like the press club. uh, The the president speaks and this time last year he didn't speak. But this time Trump showed up and they tell he tells jokes and sort of it's supposed to be sort of self-deprecating jokes and so forth. Uh, Trump touched on the North Korea issue reportedly at that gridiron speech, which is uh, supposedly off record. Um, He said, quote, they called up a couple of days ago talking about North Korea and said, we would like to talk. And I said, so would we. But you have to denuke. You have to denuke. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. That's what uh, the president of the United States had to say.
2: In other words, he's saying you have to disarm yourself first. like any country who has been for years banking on the idea that the United States is going to attack imminently. Yeah, that's going to happen. Well,
1: uh, imagine if North Korea insisted or any country insisted that the U.S. had to give up its uh, nukes. Before having any talks. I mean, why do, why do we get to have uh, nukes? But they don't. And frankly, it's the only thing that keeps them uh, safe, that keeps uh, North Korea safe at this point from Donald Trump, who I consider to be a far greater threat to world peace than uh, North Korea at this point. In any event, the Olympic detente has been an opportunity for the uh, South Korean Moon administration to try to prevent an escalation of last year's tensions. There's a clear determination on Moon's part not to lose momentum after the, elec- uh, after the Olympics, according to uh, Juan Graham, the director of the International, Secretary, uh, International Security Program at the Lowy Institute in Australia. To that end, the South Korean delegation in Pyongyang will, quote, have an in-depth discussion on measures to continue various talks between North Korea and the international community, including the U.S. That, according to the South's national security chief, Uh, above all, uh, he said, I will communicate clearly the will and intention of the president. He's talking about President Moon who wants the uh, denuclearization as well of the Korean peninsula. And uh, he said he wants to create a lasting peace by utilizing the flow of the inter-Korean dialogue. Uh, Moon, who was elected last year after his uh, conservative predecessor was ousted in a corruption scandal. Boy, the the conservatives everywhere. Just uh, corruption. I don't know what to say. Anyway, uh, no matter where they are, they're corrupt. Uh, So Moon was elected last year, replaced the uh, previous uh, president of South Korea, who was corrupt. I think she might be in jail. They're talking about throwing her in jail. Uh, Moon has been a proponent of dialogue and engagement with North Korea since... uh, Since his days as a presidential aide back in uh, the 2000s. So uh, good to see that happening. Good to see that moving in the right direction. Let's hope our own president doesn't screw it up. Uh, Many observers worry what will happen once the uh, diplomatic thaw uh, ends with the Olympics Finishing. There's still the Paralympics going on in uh, South Korea, so everything is sort of on hold. South Korea and the U.S. are still scheduled now to hold annual military drills after the Paralympics. According to the uh, South South Korean Defense Ministry, the North, of course, views those exercises as preparation for an invasion. And uh, as the North has said many times, they would simply like a real peace treaty. Seems easy. Seems easy. Hey, we'll give you a peace treaty. We will promise not to attack and take over your country, Uh, you know, and then you can start uh, negotiations. I mean, are we really afraid that uh, are we really afraid that uh, Kim Jong-un is some sort of threat on the U.S.? Really? They want a peace treaty. Give them a peace treaty. They haven't had one since Armistice. It was an armistice treaty that was struck in 1953 at the end of the Korean War, which technically is still ongoing. Without an actual peace treaty. Uh, Oh, there she is. Hey, how are you? I've been uh, making fun of you on air for being late. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I'm in trouble now. Uh, All right. One more uh, before I get to my guest here. uh, Donald Trump (laughs) tweeted today. He said it's March 5th and the Democrats are nowhere to be found on DACA. Gave them six months. They just don't care. Where are they? We're ready to make a deal. Yes, today is the deadline that uh, Donald Trump set for a solution from Congress to save the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program and to protect dreamers. Today's the day when uh, hundreds of thousands—you got some—put uh, on your headphones there. Maybe. There you go. You should be good. Uh, when hundreds of thousands of, uh, uh, of dreamers uh, could be now— deported, where they've lost their protection uh, from deportation. Uh, Dreamers, kids that came here when they were very young, with their parents through no fault of their own, many of them decades ago. Uh, So here's what what to keep in mind. Today's deadline is totally artificial. It was created by Donald Trump when he unnecessarily chose to end the program last September. Uh, He continues to blame others for not fixing DACA. Remember, he's the one who broke it unnecessarily in the first place. And uh, he has rejected multiple good faith bipartisan solutions that have been f- put forward by the Democrats. Uh, the Democrats offered to give billions of dollars for his stupid wall. Yeah, go ahead. You can say it. You can talk. For the well, stupid wall. There you go. Exactly. At least I'm not alone. Uh, not alone, I Not treatment. alone. Uh, he has re- uh, rejected those solutions. Uh, in the meantime, we've had a number of court injunctions, happily, luckily, that uh, keeps at least those people who uh, registered under DACA uh, and have been able now to renew their DACA registration, keeps them from being deported. But you got a lot of young kids who are... Uh, Who were too young to apply originally. They've aged into the program, but they cannot apply. These court uh, rulings protects the existing DACA protectees. Is that the right word? Um, But nobody else. So uh, unless uh, renewals drastically somehow increase... The number of DREAMers losing their protections will begin to skyrocket beginning today, and it should be noted that 83% of Americans support a permanent solution for those DREAMers that allow them to stay in the U.S., and yet nothing is getting done about it. And all of those folks are are now at risk. All right. Uh, well, speaking of uh, my guest, my late guest, who I will never uh, forget. Uh, <laughs> You're a forget late only she's... in the
0: time sense. My late guest. Did you hear like the
1: part where I mentioned that, my we, had, has
0: been... that,
1: that we had hoped to get uh, Allison uh, Janney? I
0: did indeed. You did? Uh, I held her Oscar you this did? morning. Did yeah. you hold her Oscar? Yeah, they are heavy, yeah. as oh, all the awardees nice. say.
1: All right. Well, we couldn't get Allison Janney, but second to that... <laughs> Actually, I'd say first, but you know, oh, it's, it's it's more fun if I, uh, Alice. Uh, we couldn't get Alison Janney, who is uh, co- who co-stars, uh, well, who stars in CBS's Mom. But my longtime friend Mimi Kennedy, yes, yes. Marjorie, is that the character? Marjorie's Marjorie, Marjorie from CBS, uh, CBS's Mom. She uh, is joining us today. She's going to hang with us for the show, yep. hanging with Mimi, as we like to say. Uh, she's also the advisory board chair for the Progressive Democrats of America. Not that being a star of Mom is not good enough. But being the progressive Democrats... Well, uh,
0: one of them is the pretend world and one of them is the real world. And you'll uh, let us figure out which one is which at this point? You know point? which one is real. This is the one where we eat, breathe, sleep, raise children, yeah. worry about each other. That's the real world.
1: That's Mimi Kennedy. She's going to be with us uh, throughout the hour. And as I mentioned, since we are uh, uh, back on the air for uh, here at our station when we couldn't take calls, we're back able to take calls. We'd love to hear from you. You can call in. Uh, you know, on the Internet, they call it AMA, Ask Me Anything. Uh-huh. So I'm going to call this Ask Mimi Anything. Oh, okay. You can call in and give her hell at 818-985. As
0: long as it's not the American Medical Association.
1: It could be Although them, too. maybe they've
0: become more good guys now. I think even they want single-payer. Well, that's someone. what I was going to say. Yeah. You at
1: Progressive Democrats yeah. America. Yeah. Uh, where does the AMA? Are they in favor of single-payer? Well, well,
0: I think their individual members, if they were polled, yeah, probably there's been a great increase, I would bet. A majority is kind of like, well, I hate to compare them to the NRA because they ain't them. Yeah. But all, any of these groups with membership that are paying attention, those members are changing their minds. But to do so institutionally is, as we see, always a heavy lift. And the last what we would call the retrenchment crowd uh, tries to drag their heels until there's either chaos or no change, or in chaos, maybe a change that they support. And
1: and you know, as the people are uh, changing over, are beginning to get it, are beginning to understand mm. why single payer is so important. Uh, I I have been thinking of you guys. I have been thinking of Progressive Democrats of America, PDA, because you guys have been on this for years and years. Healthcare, not warfare. Everybody thought you were nuts. Mm. Everybody thought you were crazy. Oh, you're just the crazy left fringe. Mm -hmm. Now we have bills in Congress, in the Senate. Yeah. That the uh presidential the, the hopefuls who yes. uh who's come on board uh Kamala
0: Harris Kamala Harris certainly you know Bernie has always been there um I'm trying to I think
1: Booker has come on all. board Cory
0: Booker I, I think every Elizabeth every Warren. one of them certainly Elizabeth Warren uh you're an outlier at this point if you're a democrat and you have some solution like let's make the uh, affordable care act better because it's been so torn down And torn down... (laughs) By some of the weak points that were pointed out by progressives originally. That were built into the thing You know, from like, jump. I don't know if people can be mandated to buy something from a private company. Uh, we even used to say that out loud and whisper to each other and just go into weakness. But we understood it was necessary because if you didn't mandate it and then mm-hmm. it, it, the, the prohibition uh, was, you know... And you it was had found to, to be legal. We should it say the Supreme to, Court absolutely, said that, that found was found be to be legal. Yeah. And there was... Uh, a disincentive, meaning you'd have to pay something to the government. So it was a sort of like a kind of a tax yeah. or a fee so so we could have health care. It was a very um, progressive and helpful idea. At the time, we wanted that public option in there. And uh, even the PDA would say, no, don't talk about the public option. We only want single payer. And we stood with that, which I think was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um And things did get worse. That's my one uh, sore spot in my own mind is when people say, well, things have to get worse before they get better. And I often think, on whose health, on whose children's deaths do you want to make things worse before they get better. Cindy Sheehan had a lot to say about that back in the Mm. anti-war Iraq days because Casey died with her thinking, "Ah, George W. Bush was elected. How bad can it get? How bad it could get is you could lose your own child to a bad decision. So uh, sometimes that makes me an incrementalist. But thank you for giving PDA the props. We were single payer health care, not warfare. We wanted to make that distinction about how the government, how the people spend
1: our money you stuck with it when it was not popular and you know we you didn't get it then maybe we'll get it in the in the future but uh, sticking with the advocacy is is I believe you know, what matters? Let the let the politicians do the compromises.
0: That's right. And,
1: and to that end, you guys have also been great on election integrity. We're going to talk about that in a, in a second, um, uh, even though you and I, because we're friends, longtime friends. Long-time we don't always agree about the always. way to go, <laughs> go about this. I, I, not and always. We'll have it out after the break, but because the Oscars were on Sunday, I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, Frances McDormand, she yeah. uh, w- won the uh, Best Actress for Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri.
0: We love you, Francis. Oh, yes, we do. You
1: like that? You liked her, yeah. uh, Hersby. Uh, Well, Did yeah. you see the movie, by the way? I did. Three bit is good. I did. I it, it is
0: good. Um, grief, grief involves a, a lot of things, and that community was stuck in grief as rage. Yeah. But I think that reflects our times. So it was instructive.
1: I want to see it. Uh, by the way, I'm from Missouri. Never heard of Ebbing, Missouri. Isn't it show me? Uh, it's the show Isn't me state. Isn't the whole thing show it's me? It's the whole thing, but I've never yeah. seen.
0: I think yes. you have to go see the movie. Yes.
1: Well, I Actually, I'm from the show me state, which is why my election advocacy is as it is. Indeed. If you cannot show me, you show I have no reason to believe you. All right. Me. So let me ask you about this. Uh, this was uh, she made a big impression with her speech. Uh, for Best Actress uh, at the Oscar ceremony on Sunday. She asked all female nominees and winners to stand up. She said she had two words for them. Let me play a, a clip of her speech.
0: So I'm hyperventilating a little bit. If I fall over, pick me up, because I've got some things to say. Okay, look around, everybody. Look around, ladies and gentlemen, because we all have stories to tell and projects we need financed. Don't talk to us about it at the parties tonight. Todd, Ta- invite us into your office in a couple days, or you can come to ours, whichever suits you best, and we'll tell you all about them. I have two words to leave with you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Inclusion writer.
1: And a lot of people scratched their head and said, Well, that's great. What the hell is an inclusion writer?
0: W R I T E R, half the people thought writer. Inclusion writer, a um, person who m- writes about inclusive. Right.
1: Creative. So with that, uh, and, uh, you know, since we couldn't get the other uh, Academy Award winner, Alison Janney, I thought I'd get her co-star, <laughs> Mimi Kennedy, want to bring in the Hollywood elite here, the liberal leftist elite, to explain what the hell was she talking about when she said inclusion rider. Yeah, in my the, limousine is perked outside. I know it, I it is. I know you got here. That's why you didn't get here. Liberals. That's right.
0: Um, The inclusion rider is something that when you have the power to negotiate your own contract as a producer, often as a star Mm -hmm. director, you can say 50% of this project's employees will be uh, diverse. In other words, women. Right. Uh, 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 Minorities. uh, And that would be culturally, you know, religion, race. You could probably I'd have to look at Screen Actors Guild and see how it comes down to specifics. But that is the rider. You say, I want to work on a project and be in a project uh, that is 50 percent at least.
1: And this is because when you're a, a, a big star. If they come to you and they say, hey, we'd like to make this movie. We want to to attach your name to it. We want to put Mimi Kennedy Mm -hmm. so that we can go out and sell this project. Hey, it's got Mimi Kennedy attached to Mm -hmm. it. You would say, yes, yes. You can use my name. I'll be attached to it. However, Mm -hmm. I insist that it must be half uh, women or half diversity. I'm going to have an
0: inclusion writer. And it used to be old-day Hollywood. You know, my hairdresser, my manicurist. Those those, would be the writers. They're important, by the way. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) For all you listening out there, you can't do this by yourself, as Allison joked about. But it is more than just who personally affects mm-hmm. you as a star in that way you're talking about i want to affect the community and this is my way to do it on my projects the community is going to be at least 50 percent diverse and
1: when you have that kind of leverage people like francis mcdormand and these these the oscar nominees mm-hmm. if they really if you want to have this big star attached yeah. to your project yeah. she's saying fine make sure you tell them, you put it on, on your terms absolutely. instead of theirs. Yeah, absolutely. Will it work? Will, yeah, uh, you think I, so? well,
0: <laughs> like anything in Hollywood, it will work depending on your clout Yeah. and depending how seriously you stand on the ground on which you have your clout. And like anything else in organizing, the more of you who do it, the fewer they can find who are not doing it. And eventually they're going to run into a drought, so to speak, of a uh, anything interesting enough to make enough money every year for them to get their profit margin. You
1: were at, uh, you just came up, and the reason I I gave you hell for being late, but you're coming over from the (laughs) studio where you're shooting uh, Uh Mom, the the CBS sitcom, uh, Thursdays at 9 p.m., am I right about that? Yeah, yeah.
0: Thank you, ever so. You're welcome.
1: Uh, Was there talk about that today, about what happened and those inclusion riders. Yeah. Did that, had that come up at all today? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, I talk a lot with Anna Ferris. My dressing room is uh-huh. r- uh, right next to hers on the corridor, and she's becoming a producer. She's got this right. movie overboard. And so she talked about that too. You know, like, wow, an inclusion rider. Like, wow, what did you think There's of There's an idea. Yeah. 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 So. All right.
1: Before I go to a break, uh, we have, it seems, come. Did, did you get to watch the entire Oscar ceremonies? I or did, did with my grandsons okay. running around. Oh, nice. <laughs> Grandma
0: has to watch TV. now. That's right. I'm not Going to play football. That's right. With the Nerf ball.
1: Did you? Uh, we, it seems like we've come a long way since Oscars so white. a Indeed. Few, uh, was that last year? No, I don't, uh, two it, years it was ago. Two years
0: ago, I think. I, I shared that with Alison. I said, you know, wow, you know, you you look great. I, I love mm-hmm. the work that she was r- awarded. Right. And I said, and you've got to be in a good Oscar year. Yeah. Um, but you know, any kind of politics based on identity, women are half the world. Right. And let's face it, any patriarchal notion of women, which is like ever since we've come to consciousness as human beings, whatever that red line was, right, uh, we've been the, the vessels of the race. We've been to reproduce and then we've been to take care of the little ones when they could fall in the river. But forming their minds and teaching them to hunt and use the arrows or the guns or the – you know, that was up to the men. And now we live in a different world, and so the other half of the human race has to express its notions of culture and human development.
1: There's an idea. Time's up. Time's up for this block. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back uh, with uh, Mimi Kennedy hanging with me for the hour here. Uh, you can uh, give us a call if you like. 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK. Mimi Kennedy of CBS's mom. And to my, uh, to me, most importantly, uh, board advisory chair. Is that the right title for the progressive Democrats of America? We're going to talk some electoral politics right after this. Some election in integrity politics since nobody else does that just you pretty much you and me Me, you mean on the election beat yeah yeah let's do that all right we will quick break and we are back with more i'm brad friedman and this is your bradcast (laughs) making sense of it all, or at least trying to. That's bradblog.com slash donate, and thanks.
2: What is known? and the evidence is clear. I'm not alone, there are thousands of us yeah. here. Yeah, this
1: I'd like to think...
2: Democracy.
1: You can try. No, we're gonna win this. We are fighting for your democracy. You can uh, say whatever you want, but uh, Mimi Kennedy of Progressive Democrats of America and CBS's mom, and also uh, used to be the 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 mom on uh, Dharma and Greg. Yeah, I I was that. that. I was Uh, that
0: till 2001, uh, and then I went. Out organizing What are you
1: going to do If they reboot that show Because now they reboot Every show I know uh, they They just do. start all over yeah. You'll have to do Both shows at the same We have
0: time. a lunch uh, Together with a lot Of that yeah. cast From yeah. time to time yeah. um, But not all of it yeah. And that's, we probably Won't reboot
1: Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Hanging with Mimi, taking your calls, taking your questions. Uh, And I know uh, some folks are calling in now at 818-985-5735 with uh, some thoughts, and I want to get to those right away. But uh, some uh, breaking news shortly before air here today. Senator Thad Cochran. Mm -hmm. Did you hear about this? No. A Republican from Mississippi, Uh chairman of the Senate Appropriations Committee, first elected to the U.S. Senate in 1978. Uh Uh-oh has announced today his intent to resign. He's out of here. On April 1. He has cited his health as the primary reason for his retirement. He's had health issues for quite a while. Uh, His current term would have left him in office until, I think, 2020. So now Republicans have to defend yet another Senate seat, though it should be an easy one to protect because it's Mississippi.
0: I think this is very telling, people who are leaving because of uh, health, because when you run... The government, the way those Republicans have been running it, it is going to show up, I'm sorry, in Mm. ill health, mentally or physically.
2: It's yeah. gonna it's gonna show up in some way in in their health. You're right. Yeah. And, yes. and I just want to add their health said, are
1: ours. One or, or well the other, for right. definitely yeah. sure. That's why we need healthcare. For yeah.
2: all of us. Yeah. Made now us- you said that he is the chair of the Senate appropriations committee. Correct. That's very, a very, very important, very powerful yep. position, one of the most powerful right. positions yep. in the federal government because they are the ones that decide who gets funded and who doesn't that's and right. how
1: much. Very powerful and he's stepping down. Uh, As of April 1, he says he's going to finish uh, whatever appropriations need to be done, and then he's gone, and uh, then I guess we'll have probably uh, someone appointed by the governor of Mississippi.
0: Until we win the majority.
1: Uh, uh, Who who, who do you mean uh, we? Well, Uh, Uh, speaking of which, uh, David uh, Dave Wasserman, the election data expert over at Cook Political, Rep- Political Report uh, over the weekend, said that in Texas now, uh, Texas's 15 largest counties, early voting in the Democratic primary spiked by 105 percent versus 2014. Yeah. Um, so more than doubled is what that number is compared to the how uh, the the early voting numbers in the GOP primary, they spiked as well. fifteen percent. That's it. So the uh, yeah, I know, there's that map. Uh, it it could turn blue. We'll see. Uh, the enthusiasm gap he notes should be a major warning for the uh, for the GOP. We mentioned last week on the show that the turnout, the early turnout, Uh, For the primaries is higher in Texas than it has than it was for the uh, uh, primaries in 2016, the presidential race. Mm -hmm. So people are uh, chomping at the bit here to uh, to vote in the first primary of the 2018 um, election Mm -hmm. on Tuesday. Uh, I've got some more thoughts on that, but let me take a quick call here. If yeah, someone let's take has a, call. a has a thought. I do, uh, too. I have some thoughts. Bill, uh, on, on the inclusion rider. Let's go to oh, okay. Bill in East Hollywood. Hey, Bill, welcome to the broadcast.
3: Hi, thank you for this, uh, this show. This is perfect. Uh, perfect combination. Thank you, sir. Um, so I joined the Cinematographers Guild back in
1: 1992,
3: mm-hmm. and um, I am an African-American. There's 1.7% of us in that union is... Mm. Uh, you know, this LA Weekly cover came out a couple years ago. Uh, you know, and I, the title of the article was "What Can Hollywood Unions Do to Improve Diversity?" But it was a, it was an, an illustration of this same white guy doing all these positions, <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, it kind of looks like. You know, when I leave the camera and look back at the crew, it's not far off. So mm-hmm. um, currently, there's a group called Hollywood Labor I'm working with, and um, we're trying to organize film workers to, you know, uh, get contract, um, what am I saying, we want, it, we want our rights protected in the workplace, and mm-hmm. that's everything from discrimination to, um, you know, wage theft, which happens to PA, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to hear about this uh, writer, I'm wondering if there's some way that we can, I, yeah, I'd like to find more about it, and if we can incorporate it in our work, To help this cause. Well, you
1: know, it's the people, if I understand it, it's the people who have the power who need to step up and share that power. Directors
3: Guild,
0: Screen Actors Guild, uh, the producers, and that's not, I don't, you know, that's not a union or a guild. But yes, organizing and uh, asking or demanding or having a demonstration outside a corporate, you know, a union mm-hmm. office. Uh, these are the ways that uh, awareness happens, both uh, uh, in the public and in the people whose minds you're trying to change. And I think that uh, Frances went, uh, you know, she she took a big jump mm-hmm. last night about awareness, and I, I think it's great that you're calling in. I need to find out more about it too, but I know Screen Actors Guild does have um Diversity standards, and in fact, for my <laughs> my white brothers out there, yeah. they, they for the down, well, I want to say down ballot races, that's mm-hmm. where my head is. But you know, <laughs> down the cast list right. very often in a guest star role, um, they, you know, the uh, the white guys uh, don't get a, a crack at that as much anymore. And for anybody who bitches about that, I just have to say, This is part of cultural change. That's why progressives and people who are moving ahead always try to say, let's check ourselves on this one. Maybe we've had this privilege for so long. What can we do to share the wealth, (laughs) to share the blessings? That's why we try to keep out ahead of this and change things. The white guys
1: can complain. Let's have uh, 250 years of the white guys not doing as well. And then maybe we can talk about if the white guys But they always
0: say, that wasn't me. That wasn't my fault. And it's true. But when you look at the cultural uh, privileges that you have and you don't question them or you don't look at your neighbor who doesn't have the same privileges then it does it starts to be
3: your fault Alan Alan queso made a great speech at the ASC Awards last uh, last weekend if you get a chance to look it up take take a look a- okay.
1: Alan queso
3: yes yeah, okay,
1: last name. okay. Uh,
3: fantastic Thanks. I'm, I'm I'm very um, I'm very uh, Uh, enlightened, and I'm uplifted by this conversation. So thanks a lot.
1: Thank you, Bill. Appreciate that call very much. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-5735. Since since elections are on your mind and mine as well, uh, we've got a special election next uh, Tuesday.
0: Tuesday in
1: Pennsylvania March
0: 6 and of course I was no, no no no
1: no no March 13 a March special 13, election sorry. for the US oh, yeah, yeah, House yeah. for That's the a, an actual election uh, Connor Lamb mm-hmm. and uh, what's the other guy's name here Saccone Rick Saccone yeah. is the Republican and there's a libertarian candidate Drew Miller mm-hmm. uh, Axios is reporting this is in the 18th US House district next Tuesday this is going to fill a vacancy Created by the departure of uh, the Republican incumbent, Tim Murphy. He resigned last October. Do you remember why he had resigned? This was one?
0: he involved in some kind of scandal?
1: Yes, he Well, they all, that's an easy guess. Yeah, they yeah. all are. Yeah, he was uh, actually having an affair. Yeah. He's his family values, uh, yeah. Republican. Irish he was having an affair, guy. and he, yes. Oh, God. Your people. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. Uh, he, uh, not only was he having an affair though, he told the, uh, woman with whom he was having an affair that Mm -hmm. she should have an abortion.
0: That is where you have to resign because the hypocrisy (laughs) involved that all women have understood for a very long time showed up.
1: But it's even crazier because the woman with whom he was having an affair, she is now running for office in a neighboring district, Mm. and she's going through a divorce with her own husband for some reason, Mm, Uh, and uh, apparently she threatened to kill him. Uh huh, And he had to get a restraining order. Uh So that's your Republican Party.
0: I got to just say, that's why I'm glad
1: I'm on mom now, because
0: it's a cultural uh, stone thrown into the pond with ripples, because it's about recovering from your own insanity Mm. and madness, no matter what it was you were doing, which when you're involved in, whether it's an addiction to the secret sexual affairs, because they're so exciting, much better than your marriage, or whether it's a substance, that is a problem. And you, one, must address it. So mom talks about doing that with the groups of people right? very anonymously. And I really believe in it. And I think it's uh, does mm-hmm. affect our politics because we're watching these meltdowns of people. And yeah. I have a God, I have a Catholic God or a Christian God, and it says abortion is wrong. And so, except for when my mistress had to have an abortion, of course, because
1: that was to save well, my political career. Okay, no. So, the whole reason I'm actually bringing this up, Mimi, Mimala, as yes. I call you, yes, Mimala. Sir. So Kennedy is not a Jewish name, right? Uh, We like to think it's a bit of a Jewish, but we don't know how. For some reason, I still call you Mimela. My friend Mimela here. The reason I bring it up is because uh, Axios reports that Republicans are now, uh, what does it say here? They are increasingly resigned to losing this special House election next week in Pennsylvania. Uh, and uh, potentially losing the house uh it looks like for the record here Connor Lamb this democratic candidate very conservative I know very right wing yeah in fact i think he democratic is specifically
0: anti abortion but not anti anti contraception this is a step
1: forward he uh well, but he's the federals. democrat
0: he's the democrat oh, but i know but that's not at all unfamiliar uh, to me from upstate new york irish catholic upbringing democrats mm. and you know i i've been talking about there for quite a while.
1: Well, he's up three points in the latest poll, Mm -hmm. and uh, Republicans are starting to realize, Anaxios Axios does this whole uh, explainer about why it looks very likely that Democrats should retake the House Mm -hmm. and everything. So my question to Mm -hmm. you on this is... are, uh, are Democrats overconfident here yeah. about this? Because, yeah. uh, you know, they were also very optimistic that uh, Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton was going to be the next president of the United States. And I was one of the few people who were saying, well, uh, some of them so were, fast.
0: Uh, some of them were and some of them said, why did we do this? Why did we do this? We told you so. Uh, b- 25,000 Bernie was getting in those stadiums. Yeah. And nobody organized that except for the attraction to Bernie Sanders and his message. Let me say this I yeah. would love to. Yeah. The godmother of election integrity, Bev Harris, says that it's a three pronged approach to steal an election. And one of the prongs is the media, where they get a momentum going about how inevitable it is because everybody hates the Democrats and they've done the bad things, and the Republicans have the fire in the belly and they have the moral high ground and the family values. That has disappeared. So stealing an election, if indeed that is what goes on, and you and I both know it can go on. So we believe when push comes to shove, it will go
1: on. This is Pennsylvania, where a lot of the votes are 100% unverifiable touchscreen Much like
0: Georgia. So let me go to John Ossoff. It was hard for them to steal that election if indeed that is what happened for Karen Handel over John Ossoff because all the visible signs literally yard signs were for John Ossoff all the paper ballots 64% were for John Ossoff whatever went on in the precincts where he the Karen Handel had this big wave mm-hmm. I think that was a very difficult and risky Uh, election to manipulate if indeed that's what happened I believe it is and we'll never know what you're always saying
1: you think the Republican stole that uh, special election? Karen Handel uh, I believe it was manipulated for her I don't know who
0: does it I don't care who does it the fact that it can be done is what I fight against and you fight against but I'm bringing it up as an example of where the Democrats got a little overconfident nobody cared the media didn't care 25 million dollars the most expensive house race ever the media gets that money so nobody bitched. But the Democrats are waking up to the fact that, oh, my God, we, we can do this in other places. And some of the protections like ballot images we're talking about, mm-hmm. auditable protections, if they're in place, it will really become too risky to cheat. And then the Democrats have a chance. But you're right. This March 16th election in Pennsylvania and the ones uh, the in, in Texas, Texas the
1: primaries. also
0: have no auditability that I know of. Some mm-hmm. of the scans can uh, scanners of absentee ballots, and some of the counties do make ballot images and have paper. But ballots, otherwise, a but lot very of very
1: few. A lot of these du- so-called direct recording mm-hmm. electronics that mm-hmm. are like uh, people think of them as touchscreens. In yep. Texas, they Whole have a little wheel. Batches of boats that you can manipulate. You, you can't, can't
0: know. know. And, so, yeah. yes, we the Democrats, could become <clears throat> overconfident because we've never made public our concerns about unverifiable elections. So we're not able to go and say, geez, let's verify this election. We think we're going to win. And and we hope we win, but let's prove that we win, okay? And nobody's done that. So we're all going on momentum and faith and bellwether. And that makes me very scared. However, I don't think the Republican vipers or whoever was being paid to be a viper on behalf of the Republican Party, bite our elections and poison us. I don't think they have the fire in the belly for any moral cause, A, and B, I don't think they want to risk their necks.
1: Here's the problem. And, you know, you mentioned Mimi Kennedy, the uh, that, that Georgia race where it looked like the Democrat had a very good chance of winning. He did better in the one by two to one margin in the paper ballot. The only verifiable ballots were the paper absentee ballots. But they have 100 percent unverifiable voting. You think it may have been manipulated in some fashion. Nobody knows
0: exactly. That's the problem. You need
1: a system that we can know. And so not only that uh, Mimi Kennedy, the progressive Democrats of America, that they can know who won and lost. But you know what? Had Karen Handel lost the Republican there. Her supporters would have been saying, Hey, it was stolen from us. They have a right to know as Roy, well whether Roy they won Moore, or lost. Roy Moore Roy of Moore. Alabama
0: is calling for ballot image preservation now because he wants to know did he really lose or not? He can't believe it. I mean,
1: in the uh, Senate race, and I'm all for it. That's I'm in a favor win. Of it. Yeah. That's
0: where we win. We should, don't, don't you want to hear what the callers? Don't you think we've had, you some uh, more calls? had all them right. all? Let's
1: up. go. Uh, okay, but well, you may not like these callers. Let's find out. Let's no. go to uh, Tim in Mar Vista. Hey, Tim, welcome to the broadcast.
4: Yeah. Hi. Well, let's remember that the Democrats have only really one thing in, in, in mind, and that is to protect their incumbents. That's all about them. But anyway, I'm calling about rank order voting because yesterday we had the Academy Awards. Yeah. The Academy Awards voted according to rank order voting. Donald Trump. Are you sure would about not that, Tim? President today. If if we had rank order voting, there's no way. But the Berniecrats couldn't. Too many of the Berniecrats couldn't swallow the vomit. And vote for Hillary Clinton, so she lost those three states. Hey, Tim,
1: let me ask you very quickly, ranked choice voting, are you sure the Oscars use ranked choice voting? Because I'm not sure that yes. they do.
0: Yes. And paper yes. ballots now. Uh,
1: Well, I know that they no. used, well, they had tried, they, they went tried to internet it. voting, they it was did. a disaster. Yeah. And yet Democrats still want Internet voting. Uh, Tim, uh, well, let me get uh, Mimi's thoughts. Uh, hang oh, on, Tim, I, I your thoughts. Ranked out. choice voting. Uh-huh.
0: I uh, I want it someday, but I'll be very frank with you. I don't advocate for it now because to count ranked choice votes in every race would take about a month in L.A. County. And I guarantee you there would be corporations stepping forward going, but we have software that can count ranked choice right. voting overnight. Our software can do it. You can't and do we, it by
1: hand. You cannot. It's, it's impossible very, well, to do it by hand.
0: I've done it, you know, in a room of fifty people where it was being shown to us how to do it with Sesame Street characters. Well, yeah,
1: if you have, <laughs> you know. if you have, uh, you know, one race, if all the ballots are in one room, but if you want to be able to count at the precinct, which before the results are headed, uh, you know, go anywhere. You can't do this complicated algebra Mm -hmm. that is required by Mm -hmm. ranked choice voting until all the ballots are Mm -hmm. in one place. And then if you talk to candidates who lost an election under ranked choice voting, they have no idea why they lost. They can't understand the math.
0: I think those are the reasons why we don't yet have a sense of public observation of the election count. And we need to advocate and educate for that first and a system that gives us that. And after all that is in place and we're sure that democracy runs by public observation of the vote count, then... Then I might look into the ability of city, you know, uh, places do have ranked choice voting now right up in San Francisco somewhere. But I will, I, I just, I'd have been snookered too many damn times. I don't want to give them something to say, hey, we gave you what you wanted. Why are you bitching I, about the consequences? Uh, I
1: completely agree. Uh, thanks for that call, but Tim. Did you. did you have a, a thought and response?
0: Uh, yeah,
4: one thing more. And that is that the Los Angeles Times had a, I believe it was a front page Explanation of the rank uh, choice voting that the Academy goes through. I think it was two years ago. So if you go back and look at that, explain very clearly how that works yeah. for the Academy Awards. Thanks,
1: Tim. I appreciate I think, that.
4: I, I like your none of the above. None of the above. Push. Let's uh, let's see if we can get that. Oh, that's
1: fine. Yeah, add yeah. none of the above. I got no problem with that. Brad, and uh, Brad, please, yeah,
4: Brad, please put please put the, on your website. I I uh, your uh, uh, Daisy, the, uh, anyway, she said uh, go to your website to find about ranked choice voting. I went there. I couldn't find your argument on that. I okay. want to see arguments put out about that. All right. You know, look, look, Tim,
1: uh, go, go to bradblog.com and search for instant runoff voting. You'll probably find more of it uh, there. I got to get uh, to a quick break. Uh, I appreciate the uh, call. And yes, uh, Desi uh, confirms here that, in fact, uh, The Intercept, I think, said they do use ranked choice voting uh, at the uh, at the Oscars. And uh, but you know what? The Oscars, those are private. That's not our public elections. They can do whatever the hell they want. small voter base. You, me, me, your Hollywood elitist friends. You guys can do whatever (laughs) you want over there.
2: Well, you know, and and, and the idea that it's a small pool of voters, you know, it's not that big. And so it's something that can be counted, recounted, and recounted again. And everybody can get a look at it. I mean, this is talking about making it way more complicated than it already is.
1: And they count the Oscars are counted in secret, not just secret balloting, secret voting. And that might be fine for the Academy Awards. That is not fine for our public elections. Exactly. That's not how exactly. government works. Quick break, and we're back with uh, Mimi Kennedy, the great Mimi Kennedy, right here on the broadcast. And more of your calls at 818-985-5735. Don't touch that dial.
2: and thanks.
1: Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com hanging with my pal Mimi Kennedy of CBS's mom and the progressive democrats of America, where is she? Is the uh I always gotta get it right here. Longtime advisory board, board chair. chair. That's better than board chair. Board chair sounds like I'm yawning in a And she is. uh, She's also a great election integrity uh, advocate, expert. Uh, She and I don't always agree on things uh, in that regard. And I want to ask you a quick question about that, Mimi, before we get back to the phone lines. Uh, If you have a question for Mimi, it is AMA. Ask Mimi anything at 818-985-5735. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, so Mimi, we were talking about uh, Georgia. Pennsylvania, Texas, they all have this unverifiable uh, voting system, these touchscreen voting systems. Georgia is now, the Georgia legislature is now moving to, uh, they're trying to fund a new system, which will have paper ballots, but they are computer-printed paper ballots. I would argue that those would be 100% unverifiable. There's no way to know after the election whether that was, they actually reflect the intent of the voter. And yet, here in Los Angeles, largest voting jurisdiction in the country we are also going to a similar system. We are told by 2020 and you young lady. Yes. We're on the advisory committee is that what panel. it's called advisory panel. Yep. For this new system in L.A. So, uh, explain yourself, young lady.
0: I will explain myself. Let me ask you a question first. Yes, ma'am. The one that Georgia wants to do, is it going to be a computer-printed, fill-in-the-circle-next-to-the-name-you-want ballot? Or will it be what I call, uh, and we'll explain, selections-only ballot?
1: It is, I believe, selections-only and barcode. So, they're going to read the barcode that is not human-readable. Okay. That's what they're going to yep. use for the vote. Yep. The other than that, they'll have these selections of who you voted for on on the paper ballot. Mm-hmm. You can try to verify that. We don't know if you did or not after an election. We don't mm-hmm. know if you did it correctly. Do you ever but, ver-
0: Do you yeah. ever? I, it, yeah. The fact that I'm advocating for any software yes. kills me. But yes. I'm going to ask you this. Yes. Uh, you know how you can um, read the Q. You have a QR code app you can get on your right. phone and you can read it at the supermarket right, or the whatever. Right, barcode type yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, and it tells you whatever is yeah. on there, and then if I read it, it'll tell yeah. me the same thing. Well, you'll be able to do that with your phone when the selections-only ballot is spit out at you, yeah. and you see the name Brad Friedman for governor, the yeah. yes, that's who I want, Mimi Kennedy for, you know, Secretary of State, yes, that's who I want. Um, you then can read... Uh, The barcode with your phone.
1: You can read the barcode. uh, And
0: supposedly it'll appear on your phone as a printed image.
1: Yeah. Of how you voted. Brad Friedman. Supposedly.
0: Mimi Kennedy. Yeah, the exact same thing that it says on that paper. I will
1: be, I will have you back on this show and I'll, at some point, and I bet you. To that, say,
0: oh, I was wrong?
1: I, well, I, well, <laughs> that you're going to definitely say. Actually, I hope you don't because that means we're really screwed. Yeah. But I suspect that will be the case. I yeah. think we will be screwed. But I will have you back on, and I will show you how uh, with the computer-printed ballot, even one that you yourself check and verify, that I can trick you.
0: Okay. So just so you know, there's a uh, chain of custody about this. Each piece of paper Mm -hmm. is accounted for, as it is now. I've been a poll worker. You can't just, unless you're the printer, Um, Substitute a whole bunch of ballots. And what you would have to do here is substitute a whole bunch of paper ballots plus a whole bunch of ballot images the same. You'd have to match those up and have a conspiracy in both levels in order to manipulate the ballot image that we have and the paper ballot that we have. And you'd have to get the paper that was exactly the paper that you put blankly blank into that machine.
1: Before the paper ballot is even replaced secretly, as you're suggesting? Suggesting, yeah. I'm, I'm you suggesting, have to have
0: two blank ballots that are exactly the same. And I'm
1: suggesting I can trick you okay. before that ballot is even replaced. All Using right. that same ballot, I can trick you. Okay. Let me get to my uh, our, our uh, one of our favorite callers here, Morris from Long Beach. He's been holding for a while. I want to make sure we get him in. Uh, hey, Mo, welcome to the broadcast, sir.
5: Good to hear your voice again, uh, Brad. Uh, you, brother. TV, you were the funniest thing since Richard Pryor uh, last night.
0: <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Wait, oh. wait.
1: Last night I wasn't
0: on. Last what night that was Allison, Allison, my dear, dear oh, yeah. colleague. That, take credit saying for it. I did it all. Go ahead, for take myself. credit for. It. She was hilarious <laughs> Thank you, last Morris, night, anyway.
1: Morris. I you, think.
5: <laughs> you didn't get you didn't get the Academy Award for the best supporting actor.
0: That was my colleague, Allison Janney. Yeah, but I'm I mean, funny too, was Morris. Wasn't she? I,
5: mean, I couldn't stop laughing. There you go. Oh, sorry. I, I, I'm sorry, sister. I thought it was you. That's okay. <laughs> I love
0: praising her.
5: <laughs> uh, but sister, I just wanted to ask you something. Have you ever heard of Cambridge uh, Analytical?
0: Yes. Yeah.
5: Okay, then you know what we're up against. Also, I wanted to ask you, what, <laughs> what is the Democratic Party's uh, platform? Because some of the names that you mentioned earlier, uh, Booker, let's make it Joe Harris, yep. Pence, Perez, we didn't say the Clintons,
0: yep. but they yep. represent
5: corporate interests. Yes,
0: they do. I'm not sure
5: that they're going to get people... I'm not sure they're going to get people out out to the polls. Even yes. here in Los Angeles, for example, Mr. Garcetti, who's being touted as a future Democratic nominee, mm-hmm. uh, yes, he did get 8% of the votes, but only 11% of the electorate participated, meaning 89% of the electorate turned their back on the system. Do you think that he at least has an, a legitimate administration with those kind of numbers? Well, I'll take my
0: comment. Uh, out thanks, Mo. More such good questions. You, city governance, I, I think, is way way above where most people are paying attention. Consequently, we can have a corporatist because the corporations are paying attention. And so they make the deals. And that's who the Democratic Party backs. I agree with you on everything you've said, Cory Booker, even uh, Kamala, who I happen to like, because she did hold back all the states and said to the banks, what do you mean? I'm not going to waive my right to sue you if I find out you've committed a crime. She did that. And sometimes I look at the candidates that I know are corporatists and incrementalists, but I look at what they do when they can do it. And if they make the right choice, then I got to back them and keep on pushing because I'm not
1: in office or running for Yeah, them. I was going to say I got like 10 seconds and oh. I got to get out here but uh vote against them or vote for them and then force them to do what That's you want the them latter. to That's the
0: latter. I always vote for them and force them to do what I want them to do and teach them about election integrity first, which I did Kamala Harris.
1: Easier helped. to teach uh to, to get a democrat to do the right thing than to get goddamn That's Donald right. Trump. Are you oh. crazy? I got to get, get out. Mimi Kennedy, uh, you are as always awesome. Uh check out her on uh, on Thursday 9 p.m. on CBS on Mom, and of course her work at pdamerica.org. Follow them on the Twitters at pdamerica, and uh, you can uh, harass her all you want on Twitter as well at Mimi Kennedy LA, LA. on the Twitters. Uh, my thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen. Uh, to D'Angelo Jones, our board off today, and to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's show, download any anytime for free at bradblog.com. Find me on the Twitters at TheBradBlog, and drop me an email if you like. I am bradcast at bradblog.com. That is it. We will be back with you again tomorrow. Until then, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.